how is everybody doing? And welcome back for another Strength Chat episode. Today, I have got a very special guest for you. Today, I'm joined by the current French, European and world champion. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Leah Bobwile. I hope I've I hope I hope I've said that right. I know we've spoke about that a little before. Yeah, you do, okay. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are you doing? What's been happening in your world recently? I'm okay. I'm a little bit tired, <laughs> to be honest. But I'm okay. I can't complain. <laughs> yeah. And how are you? How are you feeling after um, nationals as well? Because it's not long now um, until until worlds. So how are you? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm very feeling like confident, and I'm looking forward to go to work. Like I'm very hyped and very yeah, very excited about it. <laughs> oh, cool! And then how was? Did you have? Was there any sort of downtime after nationals, or was it straight back into training? Because I think from when your nationals were it was only it's only a couple of months un until worlds now uh yeah it's like uh it's only like three or three weeks or one month ago uh national um so no i i, I just came back straight to to training after yeah oh that's a that's a a little bit better than me then i'm all, i always need a little bit of a breather after after a competition but i suppose yeah, I normally do actually like uh, before uh, with my private coach. I always needed like one week of break after each competition, um, but the strength guys doesn't really let me like me choice. Uh, so they tell me at least to train like three. So I'm used to train five times, and they tell me at least two or three times. And if you want to, to take a little break. Uh, but actually, I don't feel so much like um, overwhelmed or um, like um, break breakout. I don't know if it's the right word in English, but like um, I'm feeling okay actually after competition um, with their type of training. So it's okay. Like, yeah. oh, good. And especially because having had um, uh, Jason on the uh, on the podcast and a couple of the a couple of the Uber of the strength guys. That's been a relatively new sort of coaching partnership. How how are you finding working with uh, working with the strength guys? Because that's a company that you know I was lucky enough to do an internship with the strength guys and learn a lot from from them. How are you finding working with you know a guy with such experience as Jason? Yeah, so it's very different from what I was doing before. So um, I'm gonna caricature. That's it. Is this a word in English? Uh, what's that? Sorry, caricature. Uh, I don't know how you say it in in, in French. Right. <laughs> no, sorry, I just gonna I just gonna Google it like very, very fast. Sorry, okay. <laughs> <laughs> French. So caricature in English. Oh, actually, it's a word like caricature. I don't know how it sounds. I, yeah. it, it, it must just be me being from Yorkshire. It just, just, just must be new to me. <laughs> okay, so uh, with my previous coach, I was more like into RT and RTS system. 
and it was more so based on intensity. So the block were quite short, like between four and six weeks. Um, and it was really based more so into intensity. Um, while with Jason and Ben, it's totally different with the string guys. It's more, the ratio between volume and intensity is very different. Uh, and the block are quite longer. Uh, most of the time it's more so like eight to 12 weeks, uh, depending uh, of, your, of your competition, of course, but uh, they do like more having like long, long block. Um, the stress is different. Um, yeah, I don't feel like, so with the intensity, I felt like quite um, very fast burnout, kind of burnout. Uh, so I was making a lot of progress in short time, but like it's, it's more difficult. I felt it's, I felt it more difficult to manage like the stress and, and the, the fatigue and, and things like that with, uh, with the strength guys, you don't really, um, you don't really see like during training your, your performance, like you, that you are making progress so much. Uh, because it's more, um, I don't, I don't know how to say. Like it's more subtle. Yeah. It's yeah. More. Um, so you can see you are making progress because you are doing like uh, more sets and more reps with something like you were not used to it before. But in terms of performance, like in uh, one rep, you don't really know where you are um, until until the competition day, actually. Yeah. So the philosophy and the way of training is totally different, but I really like it. I really like it. Um, it's, uh, I doubt about it at first because I was not used to it. And I was like, um, for, so I, I'm going to take like a, an example. So at nationals, uh, they planned me to do 210 on squats. And I was like, fuck, man, I didn't. <laughs> more than 200 since like words actually like since since uh Europeans. uh the most i have done is like two or three sets of two or three reps at 190 and you tell me like to do 210 i was like not, not confident at all <laughs> and actually at nationals I, I smoked 210 i didn't feel like so heavy at all so so it's totally different because you don't really know what you are capable to do at first because you are not hitting like PRs, uh, especially PRs on training. Um, and, and you can compare with others because at my gym, everybody is, um, is coached by Pana, most, most people. And I, I was seeing them eating PRs and big lift. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I didn't mistake. <laughs> and, and actually I didn't. So. So yeah, I'm very, very happy, actually. Oh, good. I suppose <laughs> a little bit like what you said there when it's a, a subtle difference in training to then actually yeah. be able to do 210 in a competition, that's where you want to be hitting those PRs and and, 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 lift it, and lifting, those, lifting yeah. those weights on the platform. Exactly, because you think when when I was training that method, I was like, oh, if I'm training, I'm capable, I'm capable to do 200 and 210 like re regularly. Um, I'm for sure I will be able to do it in competition. Uh, so it brings you kind of confidence, you know, in your lead. But 
but there is no surprise. Like actually, if you are capable to do 200 or 210, the day of the meet, you won't have 220, you know, like you will be able to do what you are capable of training. And, and it's amazing like to train a new way. You don't really, you don't really focus on big lifts, um, but the day of the meet, you are capable to do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it's, ama- it's amazing. <laughs> oh, cool. Especially seeing that difference in, in the training that you might have done before. Um, yeah. I did a, a, a brief introduction, you know, mentioning about the, uh, you know, the national European and, and, and world titles that you've got. But for anyone listening who might be new to powerlifting or might not know your background in, in powerlifting, how did you get involved in the sport? and sort of your progress, you know, through, through competitions? Uh, so I started seven or eight years ago now. Um, so I'm 28 and I started, I was like around 21, 22. And at first I was more so into fitness, bodybuilding. Um, I, I discovered it and like two or three months after I discovered fitness, I wanted to do powerlifting because one of the coach um, at the at the team was like, "Oh, you are pushing like heavy for some for a beginner," and I didn't know about powerlifting. Like I didn't even know that that sport exists. So he told me about it, and I was like, "I love it. I want to do that." <laughs> <laughs> so I just give up on fitness and bodybuilding and go straight to powerlifting since. Yeah. And with and with that, because obviously, you know, you, you can see there on your on your face how you know you enjoy powerlifting and you know watching yeah, you on the, on the <laughs> yeah, and you can see that that comes across on the on the platform as well. But how how have you felt with going from you know the very first competition that you competed in compared to competing on the on the world stage? Because I think looking at your results, I think the, the lowest that you've ever finished in a competition has been third, or you've won, or you've, or, or you, or you've come second. How has that sort of um, developed and built up, you know, as you've progressed through to nationals, Europeans, and then, you know, competing and, and, and winning world titles? So um, when I started with, with that coach, um, I told him, okay, I want to compete, but if I compete, I want to win. <laughs> and so during one win, we, we, during one year, we worked for nationals and I win my first national title. And I didn't feel ready to go in the international platform because the French team offered me a spot for my first Europeans, like right after winning uh, my first nationals. And I was, I was not confident at all. I, I was like, I need more experience at a national level. And when I will very feel ready to go at international level, I will, I will, I will go. So it took me last three years um, and I did my first European and I came second. And after I did my first word in 2019, I came third and, and yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's it. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. do you do you think, especially you know, from gaining that experience, that um, the fact that you still enjoy powerlifting and are passionate about powerlifting, it sometimes 
um, takes the expectation off or the or the pressure off, so that you still enjoy it. But then, obviously, because you're enjoying it, you know you um, uh, you uh, have that less stress to then win. If that makes sense. Uh, can you repeat? So do you? I'm not sure. Do you think that because you know you took that time to gain more experience? That you know, going forward, when you uh, you know finishing third at Worlds, gaining that experience, and then going on to win, that you know that was that benefited you and increased your confidence a little bit more. Yeah. When... So, uh, so yeah, definitely. So uh, when when I started powerlifting, I had that dream to be a world champion one day. I didn't know if I would be capable to do it. I didn't know if I will do it actually one day, but. It was in my mind. It was like one day I want to win and I will do everything I can in order to win. Um, so, but as I said, I didn't feel confident at all at first um, to go to international platform and I needed to build my confidence before uh, because, well, uh, I struggle with mental health, so I'm autistic. And at that time, um, people, and no, I was. I was hiding it. I didn't want to talk about it. Um, and it was very stressful because I was like thinking, imagine I go to, to Europeans. Nobody knows that I'm autistic and I have a crisis. I have a meltdown or a shutdown. Um, and you are alone. Your par my parents are not there. Uh, and nobody, nobody will know how to handle that, you know. And even me, I know I will be alone. So it was very stressful to even think about it. So I needed also that time to be more confident with my disability uh, in order like, okay, now, even if you have a crisis, even if you are not at home, even if you are in competition, um, whatever happened, I, I needed to be that confident in myself, like you will be fine and you will be able to handle it alone, whatever happened, you know? Um, so I worked with a therapist during that time and, and yeah, when I felt ready with everything, I was like, okay, I, I can do it now. Um, and I started to, to talk about it in my social media. I said it to the French team. Um, so now they know and they know how to handle it if it's happened too. Um, and I made friends too, because before uh, I had no friends uh, on the French team. So now we are mostly friends and they help me, they support me too, if I need it, so. Oh, cool. It's, it's good because I know, um, you know, following on from that, do you think, because I know from the uh, the uh, gym that I work in, in, in Leeds, a lot of people get involved in strength training because it allows them to increase their confidence because it's not just increasing confidence in the gym, but outside of the gym as well. And they yeah. find that really beneficial. Did you find that, you know, yeah, it's really cool lifting, you know, heavy weights for powerlifting and, and competing, but did you find that powerlifting sort of helped with the, um, the, the mental side of things and things outside of, out, outside of the gym as well? Yeah, it does. Um, it does help me in my day-to-day -day life, um, like in my normal life, but also with my disability. It's so it helped me build confidence to open myself to others. Um, it I learned like to communicate more with people, to be more open, and 
uh, and to manage my my emotions. Yeah, I think that's a really powerful powerful tool, and you know that was one of the reasons why you know I wanted you on there. I wanted to you know get you on the on the podcast because you know there's been a lot of people coming into the gym, especially with uh, lockdowns and COVID, that have maybe uh, felt a little bit less confident. And to see them, you know, not just be confident underneath a barbell, but, you know, I like what you say. I, I, I had to smile when you mentioned, you know, making friends on the French national team because you do become part of a community in powerlifting and, you know, get to get to make friends. And I think that is that that is that is really that is really important. Yeah. Um, that, that's something I really love about powerlifting. It's like you can feel it's a community. Um, and it's always amazed me because. I was someone who who grew up with no friends and I was not like a superstar, you know, in high school or anything. Um, so, so sometimes it's weird when I'm under the spotlight to think about it like, well, I'm known when I was nobody before, you know. Mm. So sometimes it's weird, but it, it feels great. It feels great to to feel like when people reach out and say, oh, you are coming to USA, can we train with us? Uh, <laughs> or... We are coming to France. Can we come to your gym? And and I love it. Like I really love it. <laughs> oh, cool. There's um yeah. I must admit, from being um because I like going to other gyms and training with other people. And for coming from a rugby background, I think the the community side of things in in powerlifting is something. Even though you know you have teammates in a team sport, even though powerlifting is an individual sport, you do get um become part of a wider of a wider community um one thing that i wanted to wanted to touch on as well um uh, not so long ago having having an injury um and i know obviously you know um it there was a little bit of a change in in technique and um and then coming back and you know lifting the weights that you're lifting now how uh, how did you find the the injury and the adjustment a slight change in technique and then getting stronger from that um so i i'm i'm i do feel like i'm lucky um because in my career i i didn't really struggle with with injuries um so i broke my clavicle a few few years ago but it was not it was not related to powerlifting i I just just fall uh but concerning powerlifting i had like really one injury that I struggled with and it was last so in August 2020 until uh until words uh so mostly during one year um so I had the hip impingement and and it was very very painful like it was not really painful only on training it was in my day-to-day life when I was sitting too long or uh when I was laying down like um like the the pain was so awful that I I, I was crying, you know, like yeah. like really. So at first it was hard because um and I, I think I'm a little bit stubborn too. Um I'm I was like, oh it's nothing, it's gone away. You know, like you are feeling something, but you're like, oh it's okay, it's gone away. And I was training, I was still training and stuff, and it was just getting worse. So I was like, oh, maybe after like three or four months, <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm going to take if there is anything. So I did all the medical stuff. They didn't find anything. 
um, and, and I was like feeling totally lost because I was in pain. I couldn't squat anymore. Um, and it, when I was squatting, I was not, not hitting death because it was too painful. And, and nobody was capable to tell me like what I have. Um, so Squatch University reached out. So I, I reached that point. So it was in February, 2021. Um, I reached that point like, it, 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 so I did a competition and, and it just got worse, like really worse. Um, so, Squatch University reached out, he did me some tests and he said, oh, you have a hip impingement. And I felt so grateful at that moment because I think it's the worst thing. It's when you are in pain and you don't know what you have. So the fact that you are able to say, okay, I have that. What can I work around? What can I do? Because when you are in pain and you don't know, you can do a lot of stuff, you know, but you don't really know. Yeah. if it's going to work or not. So, so as soon as I had that diagnosed, uh, it was easier to work around and work with the therapist and, and, and stuff like that. So he gave me exercises. I worked with a physiotherapist um, and it took me mostly six to eight months after like to, to really be pain-free at all. Um, but it was hard. It was mentally hard because, so it was physically hard, but I don't think it's a physical part that is the most uh, hard, the hardest, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's a mental part because you are like, um, first I didn't know what, what I had. After when I had it, you, you, you start to doubt if I, if I will be able to come back to my highest level. Uh, if it's gone away, the pain gone away at some point, um, if I will be able to compete again. So, so yeah, it's mentally hard to manage, I think, yeah. but, but I'm happy now I'm totally pain free. Yeah, definitely. Do, do you think that, because especially when you said that that was the first injury that you've, that you, that you had, you know, being quite lucky with that sometimes, you know, uh, there's lifters that I've worked with or spoken with other coaches and lifters. Sometimes, you know, you can learn, learn from that. And a little bit like what you mentioned about getting more experience on the international stage for, for competing. Do you think that you're um, stronger or uh, sort of mentally and as well um, better for having that experience now that you've had that injury so that you've maybe added things into your training yeah, to keep on top exactly. of it a little more? Definitely. So first he helped me. Now I know as soon as I have, I have a pain that doesn't get away in like few weeks, you consult, you go, you go to see the doctor, you need what you do, what you have to need. And you don't wait because I, I waited too long. Yeah. Um, I waited too long um, to consult. And, and I just realized that most of the time um, it's, only mentally that it's hard to because on training you can do a lot of stuff you can reduce your volume you can reduce intensity you can work around like uh, like I did on squat I was not at death but I could squat so you you just find like you are working around the injury uh, so I think the most the part I really learned about is how to manage it mentally to not doubt to not like feel burnout and depressed because you 
you don't know if you will be able to come back because most of the time you can't come back. Um, so, so yeah, I, I learned, I learned a lot about it. Yeah. Oh, cool. And with that as well, I know, I know we spoke a little bit at the, uh, at the start as well, obviously working with the, with the strength guys and the coach that you very first worked with, what's been your progression, you know, working with different coaches and as you've progressed a little bit more, and obviously you've mentioned working with squat, squat university, um, has your chain training changed? a lot over time with the, and obviously your training has changed now, but has it changed uh, changed a lot or has it been pretty similar in terms of how many times you would train a week and your recovery and your nutrition and how has that changed over time? Oh, it changed a lot. <laughs> so um, when I started powerlifting uh, in France, uh, I don't know how it, how it is in, in England and, and USA, but in France, like seven, eight years ago, we didn't have so much resources about crawling. And I, I was training mostly like if I was an equip lifter. So right. I was a row lifter, but my training was more so based on equipped, what we can find on equipped. Um, after I changed and the method were more based on RTS, so more in, uh, intensity, um, Yes, in intensity. And now that I changed, it's totally different. So uh, as an athlete, I really like it because it's challenging and it changes your perception, it, you, your knowledge. Like, you know, we all have like, um, like our own belief system. And all my belief system, each time I change from the coach, uh, challenge, it challenge, like my belief system is already challenged. Yeah. And, and I really like it. I really like it because I think it's what um, makes you be a better coach, a better athlete. Um, it's like not staying in your, in your line all the time. It's like, oh, okay, I believe that, but maybe there is something else that can work. Like, so, so I really like it. Yeah. I suppose that's how you grow and develop as a powerlifter and get better by learning from from other from from, from other yeah. things exactly like, like you know rather than staying in your staying in your yeah. in that, and, in that what, I, what I realized too it's what who you were two years ago it's not the person you are now and sometimes there is some stuff you needed two years ago and now you don't need it anymore you need something else and that's what I felt with with Pana uh, from Pana to TSE. Um, what Pana offered me uh, when, when I started with working with MT Words, it's what I needed at that time. And after what I, I, I felt, I need something else. I need to grow, I need to, to go further, I need to, to, yeah, to, to challenge, challenge me and challenge my, my belief system and everything. So, so yeah, you, I think, I think you have to, you don't have to stay like in one way. You need to have a full vision of powerlifting and, and always think that um, what you need yesterday was, is not what we will need tomorrow. And, and just listen to yourself and your intuition and not be afraid to change of the change. Has that been the same with nutrition and recovery? Um, or has that always been something that you've 
you've always kind of been on on top of because especially I know. Oh, from, yeah. Say that again, sorry. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, at first, when I started, um, so I, I I gained like mostly six to seven kilos in six seven years um, of weightlifting. Uh, so I started, I was around 60 kilos. So it was easy. I didn't even have to cut for 63, you know. <laughs> and now I'm more around 66, 67. So, so yeah, I gained muscles, my, my body changed. And you, you realize with, with the years that nutrition is part of being an athlete. Uh, you can't skip. I think at first, you don't need really to focus on it because, you know, like there is, so much stuff like you are you are learning and stuff so if you eat like normal it's okay but at some point i i really think you have to to focus on nutrition focus on recovery if you want to to break some steps like to yeah to to go further um and and to break some barriers and stuff like that uh so i'm very focused on my nutrition i i try to um and and recovery for me is essentially my sleep um so i try i try to get enough sleep in order to recover i think that's a good point what you mentioned you know how you were two years ago you're going to have to develop and you know eating the same things get to a certain point but then sometimes you know you're going to have to change or you know add, add that in um i know we i know we mentioned it at the at the start as well but We've not long to go to, to Worlds. Um, and then beyond that as well, what can we expect to see from, from Leah? What can uh, what can we expect to see on the on the platform? Do you have any any goals or anything that you've got in got in mind? Or are you playing those cards a little bit close, a little bit close to your body? So I choose to compete as a 63 at Worlds uh, and not in 69. But to be honest, words is not my priority. Um, it's a step for Sheffield. It's a, do, a math step for Sheffield, but the real competition I'm looking for is Sheffield. So, so I will be strategic at words. <laughs> cool. Well, Sheffield's only down the road from me, so I'll be looking forward to seeing uh, to seeing what you're doing uh, doing Sheffield because it's not a million miles away. Um, the 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 last question. That I, that I like to ask. So we've we've talked there about you know your progression through powerlifting, how passionate you are, and you know with with injuries and the and the challenges and successes that you've had. But for everyone listening who might be getting involved in powerlifting, what would be your take home points or words of wisdom? Uh, sorry, can you repeat, please? Uh, for for everything that we've spoken about spoken about today about how you've competed in powerlifting, um, what would be your take home points or words of wisdom for people looking to get involved in powerlifting? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Good question. Um, I, I will I will just say give it a try. Like, <laughs> if you because so m most. Um, most message I, I have uh, it's um, is it too late uh, to get into powerlifting? It's never too late. Um, do you think I have the level to compete? You have the level to compete. <laughs> like don't compare yourself and just 
just just enjoy the process um, and, and and do it like give it a try like really and I'm pretty sure like you will love it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, I think that's some really good words of wisdom to finish on because right at the start of the chat, like what you said, you know, you gave it a go and you know look where look where powerlifting has has, has taken you. Um, Thanks a lot for taking the time to, to jump on um, and yeah, chat, on, chat on the podcast. Um, if anyone has any um, questions about getting involved in powerlifting or want to see, you know, the content and the, the training footage that you put out there, where could people find you or, or reach out to you? Uh, uh, on Instagram, essentially. Yeah, for <laughs> Awesome. Um, thanks a lot, Leah, for taking the time to jump on. Thanks a lot Thank to everyone. You no worries at all Um, and thanks a lot to everyone listening and I will catch up with you all next week